Hello there, Dota fans. Welcome back. Dark Zyori today as we conquered the lighting battle as one of my fixtures <laughs> literally fell from the wall this morning as I was preparing for this podcast. So it's been a real-life disaster here in the studio, but we've made it. Uh, Trent, welcome back. 176 hey. here talking some DPC Season 2. Uh, we got qualifiers wrapping up today. We know uh, some of the final Div 2 teams and uh, obviously conclusion of the major Super exciting to talk about. Buddy, the mm -hmm. exciting news in our court, Theban, the lowly South American Dota caster, has now qualified for lower division <laughs> North America. This is breaking hey, news now. Hold on. We are not lowly South America <laughs> casters anymore. We're in the fucking top tier region, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. We have our arrived. best team didn't even go. Our second best team killed it at the major, yep. and I predicted them to come last. So obviously... <laughs> Is God tier. Nice. That's all I have to say. You didn't believe. You didn't. See, I didn't believe. You bought really into didn't. the propaganda. You know, and I, we'll talk about major results. But you know, not only did Europe not show up, um, they had four teams. That's four opportunities, and uh, I think only one of them surpassed the likes of Thunder Predator in terms of placing. So that, and those guys are pretty good, I think. Yeah, Team Secret. Uh, do they yeah. even? They're, they're not even like they're they're above a region. They're in their own tier. <laughs> you know, um, they are. Yes. <laughs> Well, I guess as it turns out, uh, IG is also quite good. Um, one mm -hmm. of the the feared feared behemoths from uh, the Chinese region. But um, yeah, you're right. Exciting times, dude. Viva fucking Peru. I Bowie and I really pushed for the top eight in Sad PP. And um, after they got top eight, a lot of people tweeted at me. Well, what's your real prediction now? They made top eight. Where do you think they're going? I'm like uh, top eight. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe top six. You know that I think top six was was uh, a lot to be proud of there, and they walked away with DPC points. Right, that's that storyline mm -hmm. that I kept blowing up. What about Thunder Predator? They're gonna go all the way there, and not get any money. Well, fuck you, Zayori. They got some money. They got some DPC points, and um, they they have like a real chance at qualifying for TI now. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a quality run to take there, man. Especially if they just do well in the, the league from now on, too, because you obviously get a lot of points there, too. Yeah, it's 500 but, uh, for first place, I think. It's it's way more than, than I realized relative to the major. Like Even Beast Coast not going to the major, if they get first place again in groups, I think they're still pretty good. I think they're, they're yes. like likely safe. Yeah, probably. Based on numbers and stuff, and you know, I mean, that math's gonna be really fun. Numbers uh, at the end and of the stuff. season, yeah. you know, you know how that goes. I guess the dream is alive because that was one of the first things I saw people also tweeting at me. It's it's dead for Beast Coast now. What do we do? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think it's dead because again, they can also place at the second major. So if they get first online and then place, you know, top six at the major, mm -hmm. I think we're okay. But uh, yes, Theban, and not only Theban, who obviously hasn't been competing that much lately. Pandago was on his team. And I mean, if you've been listening for a long time, Pandago, like Pandago hasn't played pro Dota in ages. <laughs> he was coaching, right? Wasn't he esports e uh, e or chaos esports club? According to his Liquipedia, the last time he played was, uh, was e hug really? I mean, he played a little bit in like 2020 on one random e pulse thing. But other than that, we're talking like e hug Canada cup season five. Wow. That's that's a long time ago, guys. <laughs> Six years. And Pandago's like, excuse me. <laughs> I'd like to come like I remember when he got hired for the P the uh, the PUBG team. It's even as like Wikipedia. Oh my god. Him and right. Nomi, remember? I do, I do remember Nomi. He sent me a nice Dota DM dudes. a couple months ago. Oh, Nomi's holy. a very nice guy. I think he still follows me. I he's, might still he's follow a top him. Top tier lad. 
But wow. yeah, so Pandago just, I mean, I see him occasionally playing Dota every once in a while. He was even streaming a little bit lately. And now he's just like, yeah, okay, I'll come back and go five in the lower division. Sure, why not? <laughs> so their support duo is fucking Thieven and Pandago. This is literally an NA support duo from like 2014. Yeah. Um, so who else is on their team? Yuma, Patuti, and uh, Davai Lama. Davai Lama, which I have to say, that's a 10 out of 10 tag, first off. Davai Lama, how good is that? That's a, a play that's on one the, of the, that's the Dalai in the top, Lama. Like, 10, there. That's, honestly. That's, yeah, that's up there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And also, a Belgian player. Do we have any Belgian pro Dota 2 players? I don't think so, actually. I'm looking at that flag like it's Germany turned on its side, sort of, different order. <laughs> Uh, same colors. <laughs> Isn't that every European play? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> different colors, different order, different sides. <laughs> Bunch of lines. Um, I yeah, I th I'm thinking about it, and I don't think so. But wow, these are some some new. Uh, I guess two Europeans, two Canadians, and uh, Pandagos rocking the USA flag. Pretty exciting. So they qualified alongside. Oh, we don't know yet. So that's going to finish up today. There's still three teams yes. left fighting for the final slot for lower division. It's either going to be the Picado squad we mentioned, another no-name squad called Typical mm -hmm. NA, and then there's Positively Positive that has J-O on it. And then a couple yeah, other names I don't recognize. So much news right now about all these open qualifiers and all the regions and stuff, which is actually why I wanted to like talk about it first, because yeah. it's all happening like right now. Like This morning, there was huge news in Southeast Asia, because um, the open qualifier there, they also have a double open qualifier situation. And the finals, uh, when are they played? Tomorrow, probably? Yeah, they they, they finish out tomorrow. But uh, Team SMG was just knocked out as the last games of the day, I believe. And that is your team that it looks like it's a new org that's trying to form uh, where they signed Mushi and they kind of built the roster from there. And their, their lineup was now mid one, Mushi, Afu, KP, and Nia, I think, 666. He's like a pub star guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just got knocked out by the Ninja Boogie stack. Wow. With, uh, I forget who's on that team, actually, other than Ninja Boogie. Is that the In Your Dream stack as well? Yeah, In Your no Dream, idea. Death, Pawn, Low, uh, okay. and Kid. So, yeah, uh, crazy. I mean, Afu, like, that's a crazy good team, dude. That that could be a tier one team. Yeah. Yeah, aside from Mushi 5. Sorry, Mushi, I'm still not <laughs> sold on your 5 play, dog. Pretty rough. <laughs> uh, but, the you know, as C is a terrifying region to play in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm looking at their... Are, are they into open qualifier number two? Do, do they have a closed qualifier? No, they just got knocked out of open qualifier number two. So they is there so a closed done. qualifier? There is. Well, no, you just no. You win the opens. Theirs the, is just the two straight slots. open. Yeah. Okay, so even across the regions, the format has variants to it. Um, yes. Because, yeah, in South America and North America... There's open qualifiers, then that goes into a four-team closed qualifier, double a limb. Here, and you this... just have two opens. That's fucking yes. brutal, dude. And uh, as Chat's mentioning, this story continues because Musaros was removed from Fnatic. He rejoined Motivate Trust Gaming. They built their old lineup. They're the ones that knocked him out of the first qualifier. I was casting those games the other day, uh, and they crushed them. It was really good games for Motivate Trust. Wow. Uh, they look super solid. So now they're in the lower division, and uh, most likely it'll be this in your dream stack who I would assume wins the second qualifier. Uh, and that means that now all those players we just talked about, uh, mid one and KP and Mushi, and they don't have a team. There's no way for them to get into lowers, which of course means bump it up, bump up, bump up, they can't get the TI because there's no opens at that point, right? You need yeah. to be in the lowers or the uppers 
to qualify for TI now, right. which means if you're on a team right now, you're shaking your little booties because yes. everyone's going to be thinking, well, I would like me a mid one. I'd like me a KP and Fanatics still have not declared their uh, offering. Dude, all right. So there, there's so much to unpack here. But Bully and I, like I said this very loudly when Bully and I were casting the closed qualifiers for South America to see those final two teams because that qualifier was earlier than all the others for some reason. Maybe just Dota Pit being organized and ahead of the curve. Who knows? Um, but that is basically your TI open qualifier right there. Yes. That open, getting into lower division, that is just about TI more than anything else, or at least having a chance to get there. Um, mm -hmm. And Bowie was kind of like, holy shit, yeah, these might be like the biggest qualifiers ever. I, I think the real game to be played in this whole DPC season was not this first sprint that we just saw. This was the fucking beta test that didn't really matter as much, right? These teams didn't even make it to the major. Navi, yeah. Beast Coast, they're still going to be contenders for TI. The real game is is getting onto a team during this roster lock that's, period. That's why Kyle made his post. Yeah. I was very Kyle was ahead of this. Gotta give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, dude. Sniped it. Uh because he put on that post a while looking at the rolls and said, Hey, players, hello. Waving his big old Kyle yep. flag. Pay attention. I'm writing a blog. You know it's gonna be good. Dude, 100 percent Um yeah. and I so and correct me if I'm wrong, we know for sure there is no further roster swap period without taking a hit to dpc points right there's not another one after major before ti or is there as far as we know no you would be losing points so but this is course, the last time we can trade players quote for free yes okay that is correct so this I is believe. big this is really big this is like this is chaos time this is where it just takes one domino to fall and some others start coming into effect because these teams need rosters uh and i don't know like what, what's our final date for these to be locked in for the season? <laughs> Hold on. I just found Kyle's thing called Protect Your Neck. That's not the last <laughs> it was called. Yeah, I was linking it for everyone to chat. I didn't read it. Sorry, what was your question? Um, uh, what, when does this roster window end? Oh, what, what's our well, cutoff? Uh, as of Tuesday, April 6th at 12 PST, teams in the DPC will no longer be able to drop players before season two. As of Sunday, April 11th at 12 PST, if you are not on a team in either Division 1 or Division 2 of the DBC, you are fucked unless... Yeah. So that means... Dot, yeah. So the, 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 the delineation here is orgs can kick players. That time has ended, but players still can, can still choose to leave if they want to until the 11th. Is that what that means? Or am I dumb? Uh, it, that For free. That's what you were saying. For free. That that time has passed. Okay. Um. Yeah. So free is closed. And as of Sunday, April 11th, I believe they need to have their new rosters locked in. So like Fnatic will need to have their player by Sunday, April the 11th. Okay. So now we're in this period where you can still trade, but you do receive a DPC point penalty. I believe so. After that but period, I... teams can no longer release players from their roster. Um Okay. This separation is meant to pre prevent players from being dropped last minute without giving them a possibility to join a new team. So yeah, to, to me, that means this is a player protection. So it's like a two-way thing where orgs can kick players, but play. It, it's not just a hard cutoff of like, everybody decide. Players get this special little period where they can still make a move if they want to by choice, I guess. Am I am I misunderstanding? This is actually a little bit confusing because that could still happen here. Where it says we don't want players to be dropped last minute, but if you do a swap, 
Like, what? Is, I, so you could drop until the the fur the what is it the fifth or whatever until the sixth you were allowed to drop. Right. Uh, Basically, after open. that period, teams can no longer release players from their roster. However, teams can still add players if they don't have a full set of five up until 12 p.m. PST on the Sunday, uh, one week after the season's okay. major concludes, at which point all teams will be considered locked. Ah, so the it's separation only... is meant to prevent players being dropped last minute without giving them a possibility to join a new team. It's only if you have a gap. So that's okay. That makes sense. So yes, you're like, fanatic. Like fanatic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You had five players. One of your players wants to leave for whatever reason. This deadline mm -hmm. passes. You still have a time to scout for players that are available. Okay. Got it. Not as confusing as I thought. I'm kind of dumb. Um, but now I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> After that, then you lose points. So who does that leave us with? Like what? what which, which teams do we have in a Fnatic-esque situation? Um that are scouting uh og are obviously the big one okay everyone yeah. assumes it's anna obviously but theoretically they haven't announced and they're By the dragging way, it as long as well, they can so did you catch that weird little teaser thing they did they made a post on instagram teasing that their fifth was going to be a league of legends player <laughs> yeah yeah did what 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 was that was that just a joke was that a, an yeah, intern yeah, this is a joke dude honestly intern getting fired okay come on not a great joke it's like, yeah. Well, they deleted it. So to, I think that admits really? it's Really? They like, deleted it? Yeah, dude. Because it's it's not a good joke. That's just like stupid misinformation. Like, like any gotcha that's like you trusted your friend, idiot, is kind of like, well, Well, okay, I mean, it's clearly just a leak, though. I don't know how that's deletable. That's like a That would be like the equivalent of putting like Gork or a streamer. What's the difference? No, no. Because it, that's way more. That That's way crazy. Like. Taking a League of Legends pro four months well, before Well, then they should know it's a joke. Well, I think the the presentation... April Fools, some people are saying. Yeah, April Fools on April 6th. I think I, I think it just doesn't lead to fan goodwill when it's that like... Oh, come on. Well, that's why... They, why else would they delete it? Because people are like, oh my I don't God, know, is this serious? They're... And then they get disappointed when it's like, oh, it, that was just a lame non-teaser. Like, what's the joke? Just, haha, this was dumb. It's, it's not, just, a, it, I mean, you could, they could have put like Dr. Disrespect. It's like the same thing. Is What's the difference? I don't see how that's deletable. Isn't it so obviously a joke? Well, G2 asked them to delete it, apparently. Do you think? I, I don't know. G2 player. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who asked The G2 them to fans it. freaking out. Probably. That's what I mean. It's like it, if you just drop Dr. Disrespect, he might be like, what the fuck? Why am I getting emails about playing Dota? It's OG, dude. They're two time TI winners. You're just kind of like fucking around and there's no real punchline. The joke is just like, haha, this isn't I mean, real. I agree. It's not a good joke, but like, yeah, that's that's why know. it's bad. It's just late. It's not like unethical or something. It's just, it's 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 too. And I think what what makes it hurt is that it feels too close to real. Like in theory, League of Legends is a much closer skill set than what Doctor Disrespect has as a streamer Bro. personality FPS. Come player. on, there's way more overlap. If, if it's an old player, the two-time TI winner team is gonna pick up a League of Legends player as their position. No, but one. it's it's still different than Doctor Disrespect, right? That that is completely barely. outlandish. The barely is enough that you know how fucking social media is. Barely, that's another one percent of assholes that are blowing up your bullshit email and like, it's just why there's there's no benefit. It's just stupid. It's not, you know. Yeah, I I just I don't understand what the the net gain is for it. It you know. well clearly I I don't know. I guess it it must have worked. We're all talking about it, right? Isn't that the whole point? Well, I don't know. Got him. They got us again. Was there a thread about it or anything? I only saw it because somebody linked it in my Discord. I didn't. I saw actually... like a 
tiny thread where everyone knew it was just a stupid joke. So, oh, okay. Some some brain power still being used, thankfully. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's totally gonna be Anna. Let's be real. Nigma, I'm not quite as sure. I don't really. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a good read on that one. There's so many people that could be. Ugh. Oh yeah. People say Sumail is still playing in NA. I think Sumail's probably Sumail would be the most hype for me. I would love to see Sumail come back. What about Ramsey? It would be pretty dude? crazy if they were on the same team. What about Ramsey's? You don't think he'd be a fit in He's the on Navi culture? dog? Oh. Okay. Let me look at the gaps in CIS. We need what what's the list of players? You know, he is selected enough. The list of what? Uh like free agents. Like who are the top free agents? Sumail. Uh, I think there's there's questions there? about uh, well no one's now fully signed to Monaco Gambit so he's pretty much oh actually the Monaco Gambit stack is sick DR no one Afterlife Immersion Snake it's just old Navi that that's dream like that's dream no oh. one Afterlife Immersion Snake DR's Sineco. dream oh shit yeah okay. yeah that's that's a really good team yeah it is I don't actually. know that team gets me hyped up but I also think that Virtus Pro's sick as hell so. Yeah, but CIS is like hype as fuck. You know, like this Navi VP Gambit kind of tricor is goddamn, dude. And Looks these like Team Spirit are missing a four as well. I didn't know that. Huh. Oh, yeah. Who was their four? I don't know. Oh, they benched so bad. That's right. All right. So there's one slot in uppers for CIS. And what about lowers? Anybody missing? Yeah, Empire's missing two. Hellraisers is missing one. Bates missing one. So a couple of uh, Div 2 spots. Bates. Someone call Cinderin. <laughs> what rolls it? I mean, he must be the only one they haven't it's gone three. through yet. It's a three. Dude, bring him in. All right. Sin, let's go. Kessler's already taken. They got you better one. pick up what's left. Dude, they got Watson on the one, Dendy on the mid. Let's throw Cinderin on the three. I, mean, I want to see Cinderin and Watson playing together. That's uh, a match made in heaven right there. I mean, don't forget the glory that is going to be the EU lower division. You guys think that Arkosh boosted viewership? Wait till you see the EU lower division. It's the best division in the entire DPC. You have a Gork stack with Excalibur playing, with Pablo on the five. You have Viking GG knocked down to play versus them. You have High Coast Esports down there as well, which is like Era, Zibe, Chessy, Charlie. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. This is actually pretty hype. Even that Ghost Frogs team, Crystalis, Boronia, <laughs> Toby, Milan, J4. Yeah, Toby of the formerly of Viking GG, obviously. So wait till Toby gets his revenge on Viking GG yeah, versus dude. Kezu. Wait till you see how many times he tips them. I'm sure that it's not actually bad blood, but you know. High Coast Esports, that's like the old kind of alliance NIP, Swede Stack, Era, Zibby, Charlie, those guys. Yeah. Damn, that Gork team is actually hype as fuck. You're totally right. Gork, Excalibur, Pablo, five up. He was on bait. Fuck, man. Yep. Fuck, that's awesome. And then we sell the Hippomaniacs. These guys have been around forever. I love this team. Oh, yeah. That's the, oh, like, check, the Czech team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, their old rosters were so good, too. But this one's also pretty nice. Mm -hmm. So uh, no gaps in EU lowers. Okay. Um, now, what about NA? Do we have any spot for potential players, lowers? Well, we, we must qualifier. send a salute to our friend. Do you know who's left the region? Are you aware of the news? We've uh, lost a good one. Who? We've what, lost. What we've lost the king. He's gone. Snaking? He's gone, buddy. Where'd he go? We shipped him off to Europe. Ah, uh, well, it's time for the king to rise. The king's gone to Tundra.
He'll be he's a pretty sweet stack now. That's going to be a Skyter or Skeeter, whatever you want to call him. Nine Skater. on the mid, three three on the three, uh, Snake King on the four, and Fada on the five. So Snake oh. King's going to Europe to play some Div One Dota on the four. Yep. Holy shit, dude. I'm in. Yep, Let's yep, go. Yep. Let's fucking go. And of course, the Smashers, uh, they won. So that means Misery, Ace. They're now in uh, uppers. Wait. Oh, uh, yeah. Al- along with uh, the Greek boys, Brame. They played really well, too. Wow. Yeah. This is going to be a hype DPC season, man. Now that we've we've set the stage with this land Dota, this is this is hella hype. I'm really excited. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. So, and then South America, what do we have? Are there any gaps here? Because there, there were some small roster changes. Looks like Div 1 is all filled out. And Div 2 um, looks like we're finished as well. Everything's filled in. So South America got their, their roster swapping in early. Now, there was a little bit of hopping around. Now, this I don't even know if Liquipedia is updated right now, buddy. I don't think FCR is on crewmates anymore. Oh, dude, there's so much stuff going on with NA and SA, like Dakota second chat, too. Yeah. Um, NA, like, both of them, are, I'm sure, probably aren't fully updated with everything that's happened until we actually get games being played and see who the hell's on what team. Yeah, we need to, like, do a, a call-in with Bowie. Oh, yeah, yeah, explain dude. all of it. Open up this graph of the cryptic put. It's so good. <laughs> it's the, the, Open up the tweet that Dakota put in chat. <laughs> this thing's 10 out of 10. All right, hold on here. Let me see this. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> One second. I'm going to pull it up here. And then there's a whole nightmare with A-Team. Like, Are you aware of this whole A-Team situation, or do I need to explain it to you? Uh, I am not aware, actually. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I, I am not familiar with what's happening with good old A-Team. I'll, I'll uh, try and find the best resource. Th- this several. is quite the flowchart here. Yeah, so if you can read this, X equals Pepe Hands, a.k.a. the only the people who didn't land on a team right now. Okay. So Frugos is done. Uh, AMB, Bloody Sky, Bika. Uh, so basically what happened is that uh, Wind and Rain get DQ'd, and that caused that team to implode. Zabo, he, Zabo was the leader of a team. He was the, the owner, so he gets to kick people. Okay? okay, and he gets to control the aura. He can literally remove four players and add anyone he wants and keep their spot. Right? Okay. That's how it works. Gotcha. Yes. So now they did get knocked down to oh, lowers. Fuck. Keep in mind. Oh no. Um, okay. Oh god. So he killed three of them, and Steel stayed. They're all very mad. Um, and then with Wind and Rain's DQ, he brought in these guys. So he got Sword. And uh, and Yol and uh, Saitse, who also had all kinds of Reddit threads about supposed match fixing in a German league lately. So that's also being investigated by ESL, allegedly. Very exciting stuff. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. And also, yes, that is Yol, as in like motherfucking rocks Yol. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Vertus Pro Yol. 2015. Wow. Dream League 3 season one champion. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Okay. Um, and wow. now he's on A team. <laughs> imagine, imagine hearing that last season. So, oh, I know who they'll get. Yol. So this is a. <laughs> Why don't they just pick Yol up? This is what you meant, though, when you said like the. 
the team rules really aren't calibrated for these five-man stacks. It's calibrated for team orgs that own the mm. slot, and then they have this like kind of contract infrastructure, buyout clauses, all these different factors in place that prevent it from just being chaos. But when it's just five dudes that have the spot and the fucking captain's the one that registered the team because he woke up earlier that day... Um, uh. He ends exactly. up with a crazy disproportionate amount of power that can be flexed in a situation like this that is basically TI qualifiers. Fuck, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's no. It's pretty insane. Oh. All right. So then uh, you had the weird thing where with Sad Boys, we had PPD and DNM leave, right? And that's what made Pentace. And then that, of course, is what Snaking then left. And then that's why those have all now rejoined to form our second season. Right. Are they called Sad Boys again, I think? I don't oh, even know. Um, I think they are. It's, it's also it's confusing. Div 1, right? Yeah, th <laughs> yeah it they're is. called Sad Boys again. Yes. So it's Fear Roy, uh, Monster, Z Freaking Moo. <laughs> are, they, are they going to be called Pentace? Uh, Dakota, do you know? They're listed as sad boys right now on Liquipedia. But as we said, it's. I kind of yeah, want to just lurk in the Liquipedia Discord right now. Yeah, like that uh, emote with the oh, two God. eyes. Like it's probably <laughs> fucking chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's probably such I, a nightmare. I feel bad for him. This is so fun to read. I'm not going to lie. I'm thoroughly <laughs> enjoying this podcast right now, guys. What a nightmare. Uh, you're a sucker if you're not the owner of a team. Also, yeah, seriously. So that means, uh, remember you were talking about TEE about what he was going to do for next season? Mm -hmm. He wouldn't join uh, Division Two. Isn't that what he said? Now that he's playing Division he One. Well, so it started as I asked him if he would ever consider playing for Archon, um, kind of. Arkosh, you mean? Yes, Arkosh, rather. Uh, probing mostly about the concept of, like, do you want to be a professional wrestler Dota player? But he took it as, like, Division Two. <laughs> Never! Never would I consider you idiot. Just like very, like he was almost offended that I would imply Div Two was at his standard. So yeah, I'm glad to see he's uh, he's made the cut here. He's playing with Jubei. That'll good old Jubei. That'll be fun. Oh my god, dude! I there's not there's too much Dota. There's there's so much good Dota this season. This season, I can't believe how excited I am for it. And every, every region I look at, I just want to watch every matchup. Whereas that was not the case last year, season. Yes. No, I agree uh, totally. Trent, real quick, I got to take a live aside here. Sorry, podcast Ooh. listeners. I just noticed that Thunder Awaken GG followed us on Twitch. That is Thunder Predator. That's their social media person. Hello and welcome. I've sent you a couple DMs. I want moves on Sad PP like yesterday, man. So let's make it happen. I want to talk to your players about post-major. Y'all are ignoring my messages. I assume you've been traveling. It's all good, but hook me up. How dare you? Hook me up, man. I want to, I want to talk to Moose. I want to talk about this amazing foreplay. Trent, ha foreplay. Trent has a lot of Earth Spirit questions that he's got to get off his chest here. Um, give us Moose. All right, back all to the done. podcast. You uh, got a shill, yes. man. Shout out to your success, by the way. Way to go, Thunder Predator. Made, made the region proud. No doubt, no doubt. Ah. <laughs> oh. Uh, quality stuff. Yeah. So, uh, no, you're right, though. This is, like, actually hype. And even, like, some of these teams, like, it's cool in Season 1, like, The Cut, for example. Like, hey, little Nick's playing. Go. Come on, guys. Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, you guys are, are awesome. We're all cheering for you. Now, yeah. we're kind of like, we know these guys. You know? They're upper division. Like, they've got a little storyline. And it's like, okay, now this is actually hype. I'm not just cheering for the underdog. I want to see how these guys fucking square up with the big boys. Are, like... Could they eventually be another contender in NA if you give them another season or two to, to keep practicing against these teams? These are the budding storylines that make the DPC so exciting, man. 
Yes. Uh, now, of course, as someone asked me in my my chat yesterday when I was streaming, they said uh, I I was looking at the talent announcement for for Dream League, and someone, you know, I said, "Oh, nice. That you know, hopefully Fog will make it this time." So obviously he couldn't make it last time because mm -hmm. of COVID. And someone said, "But then how will he play his Arkosh games? Aren't they still in lowered?" And they were definitely one hundred percent serious. Which is yeah. a fair question. You know, I mean, conveniently. Fogged and BSJ didn't make it. I'm just saying, you know, very convenient. Hmm. Do you think Fog will make it this time? No, I, honestly, Fog, Fog's definitely not in Arakosh. <laughs> I'm chill with Fog. BSJ, I don't know. Him and that that PL build, him and Pale Horse, they got some similarities. That Pale Horse, yeah, some <laughs> yeah, banana vibes. A little more sold on. <laughs> yeah. Um. And like, dude, even in ta just talking about hype for this next season, like I'm even a little more excited for China now. You know, like, I, there's not enough hours in the day. It's hard, you got to pick your poison a little bit. Covering one region entirely means you got to sacrifice hours in others. But I've at least got a little bit of a handle on IG and what they're up to. You know, I watched a couple PSG LGD mm -hmm. games. Like I at least have a little bit of context for what's happening in China. Not a lot, but... Now I can look at the standings at the very least and have some framing of, is this an upset? Is this interesting? You know, what are we doing here? Yeah, I was very impressed by IG, though. Uh, yeah. Overall, because I wasn't that hot on them, even though they were coming in as like the uh, the the winners, like the, the leaders of their, mm -hmm. their region. I, I didn't think that it would uh, go that well for them, but uh, they, they killed it. Absolutely crushed it. Very, so, very impressive stuff. Yeah. Uh, just crisp gameplay. Uh, maybe we should talk about the major itself, though. Any, Most likely. Any, any other roster updates you want to throw out there? I mean, this is one of those uh, by a uh, week I mean, from now, gonna keep growing. we're going to have a lot more. So, yeah, yeah. not meant to be uh, inclusive. But um, were there any? I'm, I'm looking back at South America and in the upper division. I don't think we had too many crazy roster swaps. It's actually... someone. Message me to say that Mr. Jeans is officially on Hokori. So yes. So that's, that's exciting. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, that adds a little plus one. Um, Infinity. They've still got PP. Okay. Little boy, Pamplona. Um, we saw HFN playing with no ping already, so that doesn't really feel like a change, but that's now been made official. Right. Yep. Um, and I think SG, Thunder Predator, and Beast Coast will all remain intact, uh, as well as Infamous. So pretty exciting. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's looking solid. It's, it's a nice is, balance. Uh, oh, Mr. Jeans left, but, you know, we mentioned that. <laughs> we'll see what the uh, uh, wild cards and stuff sort solutions will be for the next major, too. Who knows? Hmm? Will Ooh. it be the same? Will it not be? So, yeah, that's one thing. A lot of people said, our slot's going to change based on the major. And the answer is no. I think Valve said in one of the blog posts they're not changing slots, like, in the middle of a season. They'll change. Did they? I don't think that was confirmed, was it? Um, Somebody somebody linked me something that was in one of them that said they're not going to change it. That, that was in the original DPC post. Oh, really? I think so. That uh, region slots will stay consistent within the season. So I don't think that's going to change. But changing wild card slots, that absolutely could change. And we seeing one slot oh, yeah. per region, that mm -hmm. it might be time, dude. It might actually be time. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I think wild cards are definitely doable. I think it's all very complicated and annoying with like the COVID situation, with like how fast you have to ram the event through. Right. That made the wild cards pretty stupid. That literally they're there for like one day, 
Right. And they played what eight games two days <laughs> in a row. That's yes. like the dumbest thing ever. That that's not pro Dota. Like this major was not yeah. played at a competitive integrity. If you designed this tournament with no restrictions because you just felt like it, no one would take this tournament seriously. Like, I know. Oh, you... they made us land and play sixteen games in two days, and then uh, the guys who came fourth played two best of threes. Correct. Yes. Correct. The the four best of three. Or one two best of threes. Sorry. Crazy scheduling thing. Yeah. It's it. it that was only only because of COVID was there not outrage about that. But the format had a lot of issues regarding that. Um, and just, you know, not having proper training conditions without like unlimited access to practice PCs and plus having mm -hmm. to land and then play very quickly. Like you're still dealing with jet lag. Um, like I talked to Leo style. I think when they had finished the group stage. So it was before the playoffs started. So I guess you're guaranteed top 12s. You know, that really scary part still where all the eyeballs are on you, but you haven't actually placed into the money yet. And I mm -hmm. sent him a message like two days before that, just like a good luck, whatever. And then he said, he finally responded and said, hey, I don't know what happened, but I finally have access to Discord now. My internet's working. It's like, your internet's working? What do you, what the fuck? What have you been doing for two days? Like, you don't have internet. He's just like, well, I had some internet, but like Discord and email and like a lot of stuff isn't working the way it's supposed to, but now it is. So I was chatting with yeah. him a little bit and then I looked at the time and it's like maybe six, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Singapore time. I'm like, Jesus, dude, like, don't stay up to talk to me. Like, you know, it's late over there or early or whatever. He was oh, like, dude, I slept I for was... five hours. I'm good. I don't think I can sleep anymore. I'm just like, Jesus, dude. You guys are still jet lagged as fuck. This is brutal. Yeah, I was streaming like replays and stuff, and I had all kinds of players and talent from Singapore at the chat. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, go to Quinn's just in chat. And yeah. he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, we played uh, 9 a.m. yesterday, and now we play 9 p.m. today. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry, bud. Zombie status. I think I was there that one day when he, when Quinn was in there. That's. Yeah, so brutal stuff. Um, and also knowing that you can't just like, normally it's either 24 or like close to 24 hour access to computers to play play on. So if you're truly yeah. jet lagged, you can at least like watch replays, maybe play pubs, you know, just use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but all that said, the major itself did end up being pretty fucking hype, man. That Despite all that, it's like, we were so hungry and so eager to see cross-regional Dota again that mm -hmm. despite all the difficulties and the, the format challenges and um, every brutal aspect about it, the actual Dota was still fucking amazing Dota. Yeah, it was very good Dota. Uh, I mean... Extremely. Every game that I watched was good. I wish I kind of just want to go back and watch it all, but it's also like the patch is ending. It's, you know, it's... The amount of content that we make in a major is so insane. You know yeah. I mean, if you're not on that timeline, you yes. can't actually watch the whole thing because there's just so many hours. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Well, and especially man, as we've gone back to the crunched nature of the schedule, there were right. this was multi-stream madness for as much anything that could be multi-streamed was multi-streamed. You know, shout yes. out to uh, the boys and uh, Mike LaPhoenix and Johnny Xfire, dude. They. Uh, they 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 killed it, dude. To me, they were the real standout performers of this major. And I don't mean that to take away from any of the normal talent that did an amazing job. But these are two guys that have been on the grind for fucking ever. Um, you know, I get some B-Cop vibes a little bit in terms of the hours logged and now the quality of their commentary. And a little similar to you and I, man, I think they know each other so well that 
their the value of their duo is greater than the sum of its parts because they yeah it's they like really uh, know Evo, each other right? yeah those two yeah how, how well they've been doing so um i was just awesome to see them slay it get a lot of viewers on the b stream and uh, it was fun i was hanging out i was i was chilling in the twitch chat a little bit and uh then i guess they they got some coverage um later on like during the main event and um i don't know man that's awesome to see real happy for him yeah that was uh i also in terms of production second most watched major ever i believe silvio tweeted big boss man of pgl said the first yeah. most watch was kiev which of course leads us into our next discussion but we'll, we'll get that after um yeah in terms of uh, that but uh finals day i watched the the main, the only thing I watched like fully and completely was the grand final, going through all five games. Very mm -hmm. entertaining grand final, absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. In terms of like the final day stuff, I, I peeked through some of the stuff from LGD and IG, which were really interesting. But IG, I think, um, even should have won game two. I think with their heroes too. So I think IG yeah. were super strong, um, coming into the grand final. So have, being down two zero was pretty crazy. But you know, this is actually the first reverse sweep in any Valve major or TI. Wow, really? It's never happened before. Yeah, that's we've incredible. had three ones plenty and stuff, but yeah, uh, a lot of blowouts for sure. No, that's uh, incredible. And what's funny about that though is that that means EG won uh four games straight versus them, right? Because they beat them 2 0 in the uppers, and yeah, then they won the first two games. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then, yeah, that's wild. No, no, I'm talking about the lower back final poodles, I'm not talking about uh the grand finals. Yeah, that's that's so wild yeah. So EG won it. the major. They won four three, as Dakota said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I definitely biasly watched um Quincy Crew and Thunder Predator uh, disproportionately. Those are the two teams oh, I really sure. had my yeah. eye on. Um, yeah, a little little regional bias, and I I could not completely invert my sleep schedule and watch all of it. Nor was I able to to watch the multi streams and digest what was happening. So I missed a lot of uh, like the neon action. Obviously, they were another big standout performer. I did not watch most of those games, and I actually didn't watch that many of the secret matches either. Even though uh, everyone told me uh, they were pretty fantastic series. Mm -hmm. Hey uh, Dakota, when you guys start the NA. DPC, could you guys do like a? Can you guys Photoshop like a parade, like the the Tampa Bay like Super Bowl parade, but just have it as EG and have four to three? Maybe have some party poppers go off, congratulate them for winning the major. <laughs> I, I think that's how the show should open. Personally, I hope that gets mistranslated and posted on the Chinese forums, and they think that we're just like so confused and actually celebrating. <laughs> they don't get the sarcasm. Did you see the EG Weibo post? uh that thing was no. that was like one of the funniest social media no. posts i've seen in a while it was, it was 10 out of 10 i have to find it actually oh here I, we go uh, we both eg yesterday i missed it here's here's the reddit thread uh but yeah basically their weibo posted a uh and the rough translation was that uh here are the patch notes that we're hoping for um black hole can work on supernova which of course was isis ice black hole the egg like four times uh, I hope the major final can be changed to a best of three. Uh, the public <laughs> <laughs> question mark becomes censored, basically. Yeah. Uh, if you choose the same hero continuously, you get to inherit some of the attributes. That one was really funny because they played <laughs> Abed Storm all five games and then changed the default avatar of Steam because, of course, it's a question mark. That, uh, that's like, that's a really good post. That is, that's Very high impressive. Quality. See, now, like, Compare that to the OG League of Legends thing, dude. Th this is True. like a 95 out of 100, and the League of Legends thing is like a 2 out of 100. You know, like that. This is the spectrum we exist on in terms of 
content that actually has a, like a punchline to it. This is funny. Yeah. This is good. This this takes a dig at yourself in a way that is humorous. I love it. Shout out to EG, dude. Whoever came up with this, crushing it. Whoever has a full... I wonder how many other orcs have a full uh, China social media roster like this. Because that seems like a super solid investment. I agree. That's about... I mean, Secret. I think Secret is on the pulse of yeah, that. Yeah, Secret definitely do. I've I think they were very quick to realize the value of, hey, um, you know, Chinese streaming platforms and betting companies really love this Western thing that we've got going on here. And uh, if we just engage with them a little bit, a little can go a long way. Kind of think of it our way. You know, remember when uh, Chuan, I think it was IG back in the day at Summit 2 when it was that like kind of dick waving contest to see who was going to get the redemption vote. And IG like started mass buying compendiums and they did the fan goal where they would all wear maid outfits. Like that little bit of engagement with the English community went a long way, right? Doing something visual that's kind of universal. Like that shit blew up on Reddit. That was meme central. I think Chuan in terms of like global notoriety definitely like took a little bump after that one. Yeah, and Secret have done the same thing in like the C region. They're, they're like very heavily invested in C. They do a very good job of that. Mm. That's smart. Very smart. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, super good major. Sucks for NA, obviously, but super great performance nonetheless <laughs> from EG. They got past third. You know, once they won that upper bracket final, I was like, oh, damn. This looks good. I felt pretty good about my predictions overall, other than Virtus Pro, obviously. That one was pretty crushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know they obviously weren't coming into it with the best stuff, maybe uh, with like their <laughs> illness and stuff. But uh, I thought that uh, that team was going to do extremely well. Yeah, I put them on the same level as Team Secret. Um, I I was um a little disappointed by Team Liquid. I think I had pegged them to go a little bit further. They were fifth in the groups, and then uh, they were just eliminated by Vici straight up immediately in the bracket 2-0. Um, I think I watched mm-hmm. the, a little bit of those, and they were pretty convincing. It was Shadow Shaman versus Puck, both games. Vici had the Shadow Shaman. Uh, not fun, you know? Like, yeah. it just, as a Liquid fan, it was not fun to watch them get eliminated that way. Oh, I have I have some issues here as well, actually, <clears throat> um, in terms of heroes. Now, Lion popped off this major, and I, I was chilling in Cap's stream a couple times, like, usually, like, either when I first woke up or right before I was going to bed. Because I'm like exact opposite of this time zone, pretty much. I had intended uh, to do a little more. I only popped in on like one or two days. Yeah, we were pretty big lion haters, obviously, especially at first. But it, the thing about lion is, it's just like pubs. It's like Wind Ranger. Like if you're good at the hero and you can like really pop off, it's just so many times you're useless. But Kaka played incredibly well in the lion. He got mm. a ton of love, especially in the grand finals. But I am upset. I'm very angry that I can't believe I read all this stuff about the grand final when I woke up, right? Mm-hmm. And about IG, this big win. All I read about was Kaka Lion, all right? Or Emo's question mark. Do you guys know what happened that best of five? Do you know what happened in game three? They gave Ollie Phoenix. What happened in game four? They gave Ollie Phoenix. Yeah, in game five, they gave Ollie motherfucking Phoenix. Do you guys watch this guy play Phoenix? That was yeah. the best Phoenix performance I've ever seen in my life. I didn't see a single Reddit comment about it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I noticed it in like game three, like halfway through. I was like, man, all he's been playing this Phoenix Dude, really well. AOE percentage healing is just not sexy. It's so game his, winning. But no, like, his eggs. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many eggs? He oh, literally yeah. never put an egg next to another hero. The eggs were so perfectly placed 
where I think one egg died. And when that egg died, it cost him three heroes. That's the problem. You see, like he's so good at min-maxing it that you don't even see the egg in the camera because it's so far away from the action but still hitting stuns. And you see these stuns come out. You're like, wait, what? Like, Oh, my God. He so unbelievably crushed that final. It was unbelievable. And yeah. it was first picked every single game. Yeah, uh, To me, that was by far the most important thing. That hero's was insane, that, dude. Was that Phoenix from him. Um, Just unreal. So any thoughts about the Abed Storm meme, whatever you want to call it, five games in a row? I, as mm-hmm. How do I frame this question with the right amount of bias? Like, is it ever objectively good to, to do that? Like, he's really good at Storm, but you're in game five. It's like, at, at a certain point, isn't it just like they clearly uh, get it? They know what to do against it? I'll, I'll give you my explanation for what I said to stream because people are asking the same okay. question. So I said that when you play Storm... <laughs> I said you're playing melee, okay? Because and then when you're playing other mid heroes, you're playing like Smash Ultimate or something. All right. When you play Storm, you have options. All right. You have no cooldowns. You have no terrain that gets in your way, uh, and you have different itemizations that you can go for based on what your team needs. And you don't you don't have any limits. You're you're unbound. Okay. So mm-hmm. you can make the things happen that your team needs to happen. Okay. So. They also were picking it relatively early most times, especially like near the uh, like kind of the middle of the series and going later on. It, it gives Abed um, a good state to start the game in because there's not really like super bad matches for Storm right now. Mm. Uh, he's going to be fine. He can jungle and stuff. And Abed is needing to create these moments where they can leave yeah. that flexibility and the, re- the other heroes open for Artesia and Ice Ice Ice. So in that sense, it's a very sacrificial pick in a lot of ways. Um, but he just has like freedom when he plays this hero. And I, I think you want to give Abed that freedom. So, so you think Storm is just kind of like, it, not exactly blank canvas, but kind of blank canvas enough that you can pick it early. It always has options. Um, so it, it, you can leverage the predictability by opening up for the other cores in other ways. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I think the, All right. the, All right. The ratio of predictability to what the hero is going to do and stuff to the like ability to beat it in the lane is high enough that it's still worth going for. Mm. See, but what about like like the mid nature's prophet, for example? Like, aren't there a couple other heroes that still fit into that framework you described that aren't literally a hundred percent storm picks? Y- you know, I think like, storms better in that role though, unless you're like going for something crazy, like like rushing down fast or something. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't have all the drafts in front of me or whatever, so I just kind of just threw a hero out there. I'm just saying that there's, yeah, yeah, you I know, um, I don't know. While I, I agree generally, it'd be interesting to go back and look at the drafts and see if you could argue any other heroes that fit kind of a similar framework but aren't exactly Storm. And maybe not. Maybe you're right. That's just the way it ended up going down. But, yeah, I, I agree about the Phoenix, though. And uh, a lot of Void Spirit as well. They got Void Spirit in yeah. three out of uh, the five games there for IG. Two of them were yeah. wins. The drafting was tough. I think the second phase bans from IG, I noted every single time, were so good. They just always eliminated the Jug for the Phoenix. Uh, and then the Timber Saw and the Tide, especially the Tide a lot of the time, too. Uh, which just, like, it took away that, yeah. um, that flexibility option that they'd have for flexing it between Fly and Ice Ice Ice, which was really useful. Because this like support tide is really frustrating to play against. Can and, I? Uh, 
also mm-hmm. say I love that Puck was banned, I think, in the entire yes. entirety the of the entire series. series. It almost yeah. makes me mad when teams don't ban Puck right now. Like when they like of course. How many free wins did Thunder Predator get because teams didn't respect how good Puck is in the hands of Leo style? And that they can flex it onto support like literally no problem. They'll play Puck back to back games on two and then four mm-hmm. without batting an eye. Why? Like just ban that fucking hero. I really think Puck is in it's like Puck Phoenix are kind of my big two of like just Kind of definitively meta busted heroes right now. Why are we letting them through like this? I know there's a couple others, right? Wisp is up there, and there's like, but like Puck yeah. in particular, he's so flexible. Come on, man. I, I'm looking through their games right now, and so far I'm seeing Thunder Predator win every single game they had Puck. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Even DP. Yeah. DP's great. I still think I'd ha- rather Puck be banned because it's just harder to deal with. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they won every single game they had Puck. <laughs> Not surprising, I guess. Uh, yeah, Puck obviously going to get uh, destroyed. Likely um, Io as well. That was the other big hero of the tournament, of course. Carrie Wisp is, I don't know what the answer is, but it's its in trouble. Yes. Um, God, this fucking hero, dude. I, I don't know. I, it's Wisp is so cool and so iconic. I know the frog is going to find a way to, to bring him back down without totally breaking him, but... Fuck, dude. Wisp is in an odd spot. We saw it a little bit in uh, South America in the qualifiers, too. And it's it's dirty, man. It's not even that hard, either, which is what's so crazy about it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like in your head, like kind of in pubs, you see people fail with it if you're at a, a lower bracket. And it, it it's easy to misjudge it. Even in the qualifiers, we saw a team fail with it, and it looks really bad. But I think relative to how strong it is, it's not that hard. Uh, for my my favorite current stat site right now, um, by Leah, is is currently this one, Singapore mm-hmm. Major. They do an excellent job with uh, with all the stats and look stuff. So this is the, the roundup and the summary of the Singapore Major. If you guys want to look through it, very cool. Uh, we'll just give you like some general stats and stuff, uh, and then like some of the like most matches played, highest win rate. Thunder Predator had the highest win rate, seventy four percent. Nice. Wow. Uh, VG had the widest hero pool despite getting knocked out relatively early as well, of fifty four. Which is kind of so. I guess not that early, but kind of early. Like what? Second round in the playoffs. Uh, uh, player with the widest hero pool was Faith Beyond, who played sixteen different heroes. Player with the smallest hero pool? No, that can't be real. Did Abed actually only play three heroes in the entire major? What the fuck? Has no. to be. Has that to. That can't be real. Yeah, look at his latest match. Oh no. That- yeah, look at his latest matches: Storm Spirit, Void Spirit, Puck. That's all he played. Holy shit! I actually did not notice that. Man, see, this is why I- go Leah. That's actually, I mean, I guess they started in the uppers. That's still kind of hilarious, though, because the PA thing is just a bugged replay. Yes, exactly. That's not. So he played one game of Void Spirit, <laughs> three games of Buck, and then and Storm. six games of Storm. Holy shit. That's, that's honestly and incredible. Geez, and Weehaw gets hated. How yeah. did Abed get away with this? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty crazy. Again, though, they started in the uppers, so it's not that surprising, I guess, but three's still pretty low. Uh, so what is, what is hero diversity, then? I don't understand what that means. 61% of what? Uh, that's a good question. That one, oh... That might be by games played. Like, um, overall, he played. No, that can't be right. I'm not sure, actually, about that one. That's, yeah, That might be, weird. like, their total career. I'm not actually sure. Because hmm. if it was unique here as a game played, I think it would be Faith Beyond, though. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't. Sixty one. He is the, the most unique. The only thing is that if he played more or less games, maybe. So, because didn't Faith Beyond not even play that many matches? Because oh no, they started on the group stage. I mean, that chart right below is actually kind of interesting. Like sorting by matches played. That's actually kind of neat. Yeah. And then, of course, at the top, you can also go into your, all of these things at the top of the screen, like the records, the heroes, and all this stuff is also just for this major, too. Um, and you can do the same thing. She also has one, or they also have one, um, where they've combined the whole uh, league and major together. Mm, and, I see. Uh, God, we have heroes, dude, too. Fnatic only played five matches. Yeah, that's weird, eh? How how did he play thirty five? How many did Neon play? Twenty three. Yeah. Wow. I guess that makes sense. So yeah, so it was per game played because Faith Neon played sixteen different heroes in thirty five games, whereas oh uh, okay. Even though he only played twenty three matches, he played a higher percentage of individual heroes. Got oh look it. at that stats okay. working. That makes Good sense. So that, well, done. I didn't think that could be the case because of the the match difference, but they just played that many fewer. Yeah, you don't realize how wide it is. Like this, this graph's blowing my mind. LGD played thirty-five matches. Fnatic played five. They were the wild card. VP played seven. Exactly. Vici played thirty-two. Liquid played twenty-seven. Thunder this Predator is only stupid played twenty-three. To, look at, to be honest, yeah, like thirty-five matches. Doesn't that put it into context? I mean, yes, wild card is designed to be the schleb to make the run, but I don't know. Honestly, dude. May maybe winning the league is a little too too much. It's a too little broken. Like maybe yeah. you should be like further in the group stage or something. But like straight upper bracket in the playoffs is. I mean, this is why <laughs> there shouldn't be DBC points at that level. Like Fnatic should not have earned DBC points, right? Should they have earned cash? I mean, that's a fair question. They played five games. How do you how do you like how do you balance that? So yeah, they did not get DPC points or cash. They were ninth to they were in the ninth to twelfth category. But so then compare that to someone like Liquid who played twenty seven games and came in the same placing as Fnatic, and they went there and didn't do anything. Yes, I I agree, I agree. Um, especially since like I mean Fnatic was a twenty percent win rate. They went one in five. Dude. So in the end, should they just buff the cash you get for the leagues? Is that the answer? <sighs> and then we get, then we're more okay with this performance cash thing at the major. That's a that that is a potential solution. I think that helps. I I, I think the major just needs to like Dude, that table is like blowing my mind. Right exactly, now. It's so good actually. It's like the the major needs to go a little deeper, and then I think we just need to really think about the calibration of what winning placing first in the league actually means, especially when it could come down to like a single match, right? Like we saw some of those like best of one kind of tiebreaker type scenarios, or it's like it's the difference of one series. Um, yeah. That is a crazy big implication for just like, all right, here you go. You're in the upper upper part of the playoffs now um, on a three-phase tournament. Yeah, looking at that, it feels like too big of a reward. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. maybe... Again, as we pointed out several times, this would never actually happen as a format if but, it wasn't for COVID. Yeah, well, and maybe this feels particularly bad because we got to remember two of the teams that should have been directly seated there were... We're not there, right? Navi mm -hmm. and well, I guess Navi wouldn't have been directly seated, but uh, Beast Coast would have been. So you know that that does shift this a little bit, where a team had to do a longer grind, where it would have 
maybe looked a little more balanced on this breakdown. But no, uh, then they would have gotten they would have had to play more games and there'd be less results. It would have been worse because we'd have more teams at the bottom of the graph who played less games because they started in the upper bracket. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I okay. So this, I guess I would, would say like even uglier. Well, sort of fanatic would, would feel a little bit fanatics. less like an outlier. But yes, exactly. There oh would be yes, more that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So we're saying the same thing, but framing it from a totally different lens. <laughs> um, but what about the bottom? This is actually an amazing breakdown. I kind of want to just keep looking at this. Yeah, man. It's, it's God tier. Uh, they, they, this is my favorite site by far. I just I love how quick it is. I use this like so all DVC. Drafting Phoenix was the high. Wait, what is this broken down by? Uh, where are you at? You're I'm, down, at, I'm uh, at draft now, right below that last chart. So this is the the ranking. So this goes by the contest rate versus the uh, the win uh, rate and stuff. So it's basically it has a formula for like how uh, well the hero performed and how often it was prioritized in the draft. The same thing is was used in the league, and Phoenix was always like near the top too. It kind of it can actually detect like sleeper heroes in a sense. Yes, it's no, I like cool. this. This is this is almost like a, a pound for pound type ranking. Yeah. Um. So Phoenix number one, love it. Timbersaw, I. I, I I do you agree with it? I I kind of do. I because of the bands. Is... I mean, it's just like Io, right? Eighty-eight bands for Timber, only twenty-three picks. Nineteen picks for Io, one hundred and seven bands. Yeah, I'm uh, oh, God, dude, I love this so much. You know, little little known fact, I had reached out to a developer. I wanted to make a thing just like this chart that was like a formula that ranked heroes in like Dota meta real time, just yeah. like this. Y'all beat me to it. This is amazing. Oh. That's yeah, good. I'm surprised really good. to see Timber saw that high, but it does make sense. I didn't quite realize how prolific he was. I would have put Puck. I would have done Phoenix Puck and then Wisp Timber probably if I were just like mental, mental mathing it, you know. So this is here's, still here's their Twitter. Close. It's ten out of ten. You know, gives you all kinds of updates on the sites if you guys want to follow. Big recommend. Only six hundred and two followers for the best stats site in Dota. Like hello. Wow. So. And look at Spectre. Here's a weird one. Ends up ranking really high, and that's because of uh, an insane win rate. So that's funny. When I was working on this formula, the percentage or the the low samples really fuck it up. Like yes, uh, for sure, five games of a hundred percent win rate makes them seem really strong. And we were when we gave up on the project, we were trying to find a fix to that with like these coefficients that would normalize it. Axe is a bit of a surprise for heroes uncontested. I think. Out of all and Lich a little bit. Lich is definitely a solid second phase pick still. Um, when you need a five. Yeah, I'm I'm like Axe on the pro level, he feels a little predictable, but Lich is the real standout to me. That hero, what, what's wrong with him? His his shield is great for mitigating damage. He's got slows, he's got big damage. I, we have a lot of flex fives right now. That's his uh, his biggest problem. Okay. Still, like to be uncontested though? <laughs> like that's hard. I mean, he's never gonna get banned, to be fair, right? Uh, well, okay, yeah. So he he he's only going to show up if he gets picked. I just and thought he there'd be situations where they want like a Grimstroke esque hero to buff somebody up, and for whatever reason they can't get it, and then it's like yeah. popping the shield on somebody is a really great enabler on certain heroes, like Bloodseeker, Weaver, a lot of off lane combos, like the old Lich Doom if Doom was a hero. God, this site is so good. And then you have the whole draft too of like stage one picks and bans. Very important information. Like how often the hero won when it was picked first phase. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. And this is probably win rate by ban as well, which is just kind of a silly stat, but it's usually included anyway on most sites. So like if you banned Phoenix in the first phase, you had a 64% chance win rate. <laughs> so stage one picks Puck, Death Prophet, Tusk, 
Phoenix, Earth Spirit. Makes perfect sense. Flexible heroes, all super strong, high impact. I'm surprised Earth Spirit's win rate was 48%, but I think he suffers from the everybody plays him because he feels like that super safe opener, doesn't reveal much, sets up Kind of the same with Tusk. I think Tusk yeah. is probably, in my opinion, slightly changed throughout the major. I think Tusk might be might have been slightly better than Earth Spirit. Yeah. Probably the best four in the patch right now. They're they're like right there. They're kind of neck yeah. and neck. But you're right. More games played and slightly higher win rate. I'll I'll buy it. Tusk. And, well, and then they, you have the, even the position breakdown too of how well the the lanes all went based on the hero and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mars up there and uh, Mars Beastmaster Pango, top of the uh, off laners. I think poor Timber suffered from the ban effect, so we didn't actually get to see him shine in all of his glory. But uh, And then mid lane, dude, the spirits are in. Void Spirit, Puck, Death Prophet, Storm Spirit, Ember, the big five. They have it as listed as game seven, actually. <laughs> and IG versus EG for the last match. It's probably just a bug because of the series or whatever, but that's actually hilarious. <laughs> that is really funny. This confirms that EG won game seven. There you go, Dakota. Screenshot this. That this can be your source. Just like guys, I mean, it's right here. It said there was game seven. You know, it didn't matter if we won the first four. We still played the other three. Yeah. For DPC points, sure. And uh, also interesting, the support in the safe lane, the fives, um, some predictables, but one stands out to me, man. The elder titan, wowza. I don't know why he wasn't picked more. To be honest, I think that hero's busted. Yeah. On the pro level, he is next level. Phoenix, Abaddon, Oracle, E.T., and Death Prophet, uh, your top five position fives. And uh, the big five on the four, it's Tusk, Earth Spirit, Lion, Phoenix, and Shadow Pains me to see Lion Dude. so high up there, but I get it. I get it. There yeah. was there was no diversity in the four role in this tournament. Like, How many Rubik's do you remember seeing? Oh, poor Rubik. Yeah, it was, no, it right. was not a whole lot. I mean, you go to like the lowest pick matches, and I feel like it was like some of the fours that we like tend to see and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, tiny, tiny had what, uh, thirteen picks? <laughs> Sorry, thirteen mentions, not even picks. That's a little sad. He, he was actually banned six times. He was picked seven times. So, so but our buddy uh, Necrophos did get picked, huh? He wasn't in that uncontested category. Won. So that, yes, he, he, won? he won his game, actually. He, yes, he what, had 100% uh, win rate at the major. Mid, or what, what, what was the position for old Necro? Uh, it was off lane, I believe. Oh. And it was even like a 10th pick oh. or something. I can I remember looking at the game. That makes me want to queue up a Necro game right now, buddy. Oh, God, I miss Necro so much. <laughs> oh. I forget who played it, actually. I wish I could Might go back IG. in time to when talents were dropped and he had like plus 70 damage at level 10. I don't know why he had that. It was so <laughs> fucking busted. I, I wish I could just get in my teleporter and go back to the good old Necro days, dude. Back when the Ags made it like a 60-second cooldown on your ultimate. Busted. Yep. Busted. I won so many pubs for no reason other than it was busted. Uh, this is a good stat, though, Trent. You want to take a guess mm -hmm. on total creeps murdered for the whole major? Can you get the order of magnitude? Ooh. Holy shit. That's Twitch so chat, cool. You want to guess? If anybody can guess within 1,000, I'll uh, I'll give you a creeps. cookie. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm going to chat in case someone's cheating. Uh, let me think. Total creeps murdered at the entire major. Can I can I know matches played, or is that cheating? That's kind of cheating. You can, but it's going to take me a second here. Total matches, 135. Okay, 135. Uh, let me do my calculator here. Hold on, hold on. Yep, that's fine. You can use a calculator as long as they're your numbers. That's fine. We got some wild numbers right, here, I'm ready. Chat. 
All right. Can I guess? Yeah, throw it out there. What do you got? One hundred and nine thousand. Okay, you're like you're you're in the neighborhood, but not quite. So big reveal here, folks. Two hundred and seventy-five thousand four hundred and one oh, creeps. So now, remember, I think this count, it's just total creeps murdered. So I think it's creeps killing each other as lanes are pushing to towers oh. as well. Oh, damn it. So, I was doing just last hits. Okay, so you head. you were in the realm then, though. That's a good, like, calibrator if you're thinking just hero last hits. I don't know what percentage of last hits get missed throughout a game as lanes get pushed. It's probably uh, more than that you think. That makes more sense. Yeah, because I was thinking there's about 800 last hits total per game. It's like 400 and plus per team. It's more like 900, Yeah, I guess. So that's that's pretty cool, though. And uh, it was a 51.8% win rate for Radiant and 48.1% for Dire. So Radiant actually the favorable side ever so slightly. But yeah, not bad. (laughs) The classic. I wonder if I don't think Dire's ever been more favorable on a tournament. I'd be very surprised to find that. Dude, these total stats are badass. Total couriers killed, total wards destroyed. I love these perspective figures. We don't have to play guessing games for all of them, but uh, do you remember how many Rampages there were this tournament? Seven. Three. Only three. (laughs) That's a good guess, though. Wow. 475 Couriers killed, 265 Roshans. Oh, I'm sorry. 1,600 Couriers killed. I had the wrong line there. 1,600 Couriers killed. Wow. That, That makes more sense. Anyway, pretty exciting. Pretty exciting Wait, stuff. Wait, 1,600? There was only 135 Wait, matches? No, I read that wrong again. I can't, oh, it can't be right. Sorry, it says my monitors are misaligned. Yeah, I did have it right. The uh, 160 number was uh, total career. Uh, that makes more sense. 1,600, 1600, can you yeah, imagine? 1,600 uh, observers destroyed, 473 couriers killed, 265 wow. Roshans. Sorry, I had my comments. That must be up. observers dying, too. Uh, Poor Scriff and Weapons. Yeah. So as uh, for reference, it says 4,500 wards planted. So it's like about a, about a third of wards get destroyed. Cool. Does that sound about right for observers? Not sentries. Yes. A third yeah, of observers right. get dewarded. Yeah. Yes. Okay. In a pro game, for sure. That's a cool stat. Like, if you had asked me that, though, you know, like, what percentage of wards are dewarded at the pro level? Uh, I don't know, half? That's what pretty the, cool. Dude, these pages are insane. Look at look at this one, guys. If you go to participants, you can go by the team. It'll tell you their favorite pairings that they did. Do you know how useful this would be in a draft? <laughs> this is like this basically speeds up your Dota buffing. Yo, Spectral, uh, you guys need to call who was it? SAP and their stupid little prediction robot. Yeah, you guys need to sell them some IP here. I think you're on to something. Uh, you guys need to get in talks pronto. Get some of that IPO buyout money. This is badass as hell, dude. Yeah, this site's so good. 10 out of 10. Big plus. I need to donate or something. Wow. <laughs> dude, this is this is my new tool right here. This next season of DPC is going to be awesome. Do you take PayPal? <laughs> I can't. Do you guys take Bitcoin? I'm ready to donate. How many Litecoins? Um, wow. I love for IG, all of their pairings are just Lion Plus. <laughs> uh, here's another good one look at fanatic it just says favorite pairings none <laughs> you lost too many games you there's not enough data to indicate any correlation of your pick pairings that's fantastic i love it i love it Ah, uh, sorry fanatic anyway 
Goddamn. What a major, though. Quality yeah. major, guys. Any Anything else? Did we miss any other big highlights? Uh, any? I mean, I heard the best game was Secret versus Neon. Uh, game three, I believe. Is that the big one? Uh, everyone talked about. There was also some issue in terms of like lag as well. I believe that was oh, IG yeah. versus Team Secret. Um, I didn't see that match, but that one seemed pretty sketch. I it saw happened, the like, post. late at night, I guess. Yeah, that they were basically forced to resume, and it looked like uh, unplayable lag. And there was questions of if it's like apparently there was a storm somewhere that they thought might be the cause of it. So yeah. um, there was talk of subpar admin work in terms of forcing teams to play in ubiquitously unfair, like this isn't even Dota standards. We're better off canceling the game and playing again tomorrow if it's truly this bad for hours at a time. Um, yeah. I think that might be a fair criticism. I think there might be COVID restrictions there that might make that a really challenging thing to do in practice, where ordinarily you might have that buffer. I think it's particularly bad because <sighs> Secret were winning and then they get five-man wiped at Roche. Uh, or somewhere, maybe not Roche, uh, I shouldn't say, because I, I didn't actually see the game, but they get five-man wiped, and then the game from there just, like, is unrecoverable, of course, and, like, they're playing versus the PL, who's literally just A-clicking. Yeah. In the lag. Yeah. So the best hero to be when he's lagging. Uh, actually, like, actually, that is... Now, mind you, they had Ollie Phoenix, so they were probably going to win anyway. <laughs> so that's not really a huge issue, I don't think. I know, I know what you mean, though. Like, we all remember what it was like playing pubs on when those servers had, like, that bad memory cluster or whatever, where, like, the mm -hmm. clock was ticking slower, you know? Yes. And oh, it's like, dude, you, you literally cannot play Dota, and there are yeah. certain heroes that can still almost play Dota, and PA is, like, S tier. And it's, I think sometimes that can be a cover, but if the servers are truly that fucked, um, it's a very real dynamic, and that sucks. So. Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, but unfortunately, we got to work with what we've got on on this one. And that is the fundamental drawback to this four best of three per day kind of schedule is that you have literally zero buffer. You're already over your, your allotted amount by default with the schedule mm -hmm. on average. So uh, <laughs> that's really hard. Really, really hard. Um. Yeah. <laughs> There was another what a major, though. Another I'm excited for the next one. Oh, obviously, that, that leads us into um, the Kiev major has been teased essentially. By the looks of uh, it, we play are hosting the next major in Kiev. Yes. Uh, so that that's pretty exciting. We return and that's to Kiev. Not particularly surprising either. I think when we talked about potential contenders for the next major, like we play was really high on the list of people that have run really big budget events. Certainly can pull it off and would likely be bidding on something like that. So. Uh, very cool. Very nice. They've invested a lot in the Dota space, so uh, good to see them getting the opportunity. I did see PGL's uh, response to their trailer, though. Six stock footage of Kiev. We've seen it, too. I don't know if you call that, caught that Twitter exchange. Did you see that question mark tweet? That was pretty dank, dude. I, I didn't really get the... Was, was it a joke? Or were they just like, hey, what are you doing? Get a the Kiev joke or? is that like they used almost the same stock footage that PGL did. Like The, the trailer was almost oh, yeah, exactly I the same. So they uh, were. That's just, what I saw written too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and then they were trying to double down on the me recent question mark meme. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a well played a double, but it was pretty funny because it was one of those classic esports trailers of just like, bah, 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 like intense wubby music and just, yes. Oh, I didn't see the linked one from Kiev. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It's like literally exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If you haven't seen the video, once you see the side by side, you're like, oh, cool, guys. Well done. Glad we can be of inspiration for you.
Uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, drop drop the link in chat if you got it open. Yeah, here, here's the PGL one, uh, to, which they linked when they question marked this we play one. Yes. Which is this one. I don't know why I just typed a zero. There you go. The, <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Here, I can pull them up here. It's even the same bridge. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it's like, you know, the city has the same, like, iconic landmarks or whatever, so they're just sort of yeah. hitting the same. Here, let's, we, we can watch them side by side here, gang. Do this, do this right. So, uh, oh, here. nice. Here we go. We have the technology, everyone. Yeah, here, uh, here's the Wii Play one. Okay, and then here's the PGL one. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> like, even the people listening right now are like, wait, are you just watching the same video? I don't understand. And then, yeah, the PGL one has like some extra cuts and stuff in it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. The side by side is solid. Um, so yeah, that's super hype though. That's exciting. Go we play. Yeah, they definitely deserve it after their events. Their you, events were super. You good. gonna get vaccinated and go there, bud? Huh? You gonna make it? What? Oh, I don't know. Uh, when is it? Probably um, not. I won't be ready by then. I can I can pull up the dates. I don't know off the top of my head. I got you here. It doesn't really matter. I'm sure it won't be soon enough. Uh, Ju what? June second is the first day of the second major. Doubt it. I doubt I'll be vaccinated by then. Yeah. Maybe. There's some potential if things hurry up, but pretty unlikely. I'll if, probably have one by then. If you got the first vaccine but not the second, would you go? Uh, probably not. Okay. All right. Respect. Yeah. Because um, then if you get sick, you can't get the second one. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think so. I might, it might depend on the vaccine. I thought a lot of that was because of just supply and demand. If you have antibodies, then you should be more patient to get the vaccine. But is it actually efficacy of the vaccine if you get it? Well, I guess you wouldn't even need it, right? I mean, the thing is, the first one doesn't actually protect you at all, right? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, or at least it doesn't it does like, fully bit. protect you. No, not it. Yeah. Give you. It yeah. depends on. I mean, it wouldn't protect me stuff. to a level where I'm like, oh, well, now I'll just fly somewhere. It's like you know. Right. It's I'm a small going to the grocery store with my mask on, so I don't know why I'm going to fly somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's uh, not too far away. Wowzers. Yeah, I wouldn't even be two weeks in. Highly unlikely. If even if I do get my first one, I doubt it'll be two weeks before that major. I'm hoping to be vaccinated by then, but all the I still can't get an appointment. So uh, last I checked, it said all appointments full. Like, all right, goddamn, cool. Holy shit, Scythe. I'll see you. Well, subbing again. <laughs> Well, there it is. 64 months. Scythe, you're like a true moon duck. Scythe's man. just trying to, yeah, you got to fix the moon duck TV website. Someone linked me and said it's dead. Yeah, so I got to money. I got to move it to a new server. It keeps crashing. It's been on my to do list for like four months now. I'm fucking lazy. Well, Scythe's just trying to pay you to do it. Man. All right, Scythe. All right, Scythe. You know what? In honor of you, I'm going to, I'm going to really prioritize that. I'll try to try to do it this weekend. Also, poker tournament this Sunday. It's going to be good. Going to be fun. Gary's oh, yeah, going to come take our game? money again. Oh, yeah. The home That's games are nice. great. Still loving it. Um, what was There was some other little thing with the Major I wanted to mention. Oh, 
Yeah, the first major to be streamed in 4K. Now, I have to yes. say, Trent, does it count if the 1080p stream is consistently lagging on Twitch the entire time? Can, can you claim uh, credit it? for the 4K? I, I saw it consistently. It wasn't like lag lag, but it was these little, like the frames would kind of speed up. It's like that something was chugging, at least on the Twitch stream. The YouTube stream did look pretty crystal clear, but I had consistent issues with the Twitch stream on my end. And I saw other people complaining of similar, like, slight... It wasn't true, like, 60 FPS or something. There was something off. I can't... You know, like, when, oh, yeah. when it's just off some weird... in Like, a weird way that you can't describe, I, it's... I'm failing to I put it into uh, words. I didn't actually see much of the mainstream. Twitch chat, back me up. Back me up here. Some Somebody surely had the same experience I did. I saw people... Bitching about it the in Discord. Only time I was watching it was when poor B Cop was having that uh, that the, all the tech was going wrong with him so, in black when he finally got his first cast back. Yeah, so what happened? Because I know I know that they were he was casting like remotely or whatever from his mm -hmm. room or wherever he was. Like I I listened to the beginning of that cast and it seemed fine. What happened? Did his mic break or like something happened with the the swap out there? Because then he was like trying to talk to Black and Black couldn't hear him, and then you could hear Black was just filling by himself for a while, and then for game two they brought back in Mike. So for the first the first time they tried to get his remote setup working, it just something broke. Hmm. It was just uh, odd because it seemed fine to me from a tech tech side. Like I I was I remember tuning in and going finally B cop. I I will say. B Cop, for the first time in a while, slayed it on Twitter, Trent. I don't know if you saw this tweet, but, you know, he, he so the, the little backstory, I was definitely concerned for B Cop. He posted an arrival tweet. It was mm. promptly deleted. And then Gosu Gamers published that, I think it was Gosu Gamers, published that article about the 28 year old American flying to Singapore from Romania who had tested positive and was in quarantine. And then that was it. We never heard anything else from B Cop. He was deleted from all of the talent announcements. He was just gone. And then one day in the playoffs, he just popped up again and showed up for a game and started casting. So I, you know, I guess it's all good. But when he showed up, he posted a meme with no text of just the Undertaker rising out of a coffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then 45 minutes later, after the tech issues, no text again. He just posted the same meme of The Undertaker going back into the coffin. Absolutely fantastic. B-Cop, way to play to the strengths of the situation. I saw those memes, and I actually laughed, and I showed my roommate in real life, look at this guy slaying it on Twitter. So, buddy, more <laughs> of that energy. Now, I will say I was like legitimately nervous for him, though. It scared me that just... Let's remove B-Cop from everything. And I'm glad that he was able to at least get a couple casts in. But I was legit like, I don't know. I The the, the silence mystery is just scary. I uh, Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he put out a tweet. He's like, thanks for my messaging, but, you know, I'm just kind of down and just chilling. Because obviously he couldn't, like, kickstart the major when his, like, big break. So I see uh, why sucks. deleted content leads to conspiracy theories. If he hadn't posted anything about his arrival, I wouldn't have thought that much about it. But the fact that he posted like an arrival picture and then deleted it, that was what made me worried. You know, that's the like, well, wh why would you delete that? We all know that you're in Singapore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he was trying to lay low. Yeah, it's fine. Like, I, and that's, yeah. uh, that's totally his choice. It's just like, I think that led to a little bit of the, the concern there. But, but uh, uh, glad he got some casting. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I know he's all good now. It's all fine. <laughs> he wasn't hiding. He just uh, he got uh, 
he he was he tested positive for COVID when he arrived, so he had to be isolated. That's all. Gigabachi. I just would have, if it were me in his situation, I would have very much wanted to reaffirm people that I'm okay. You know, that's it. Like if people are like, "Hey, you got COVID." It's like think about when Kuro, like you know, all those like it's just it's nice to know that people are doing all right. It's just reaffirming. Right. It, it quells any kind of like what if sort of bullshit. Oh. I just remembered another very interesting content piece from today that I wanted to bring up before we we go to end and slash minor patch talk here. Did you see the video that Navi put out today? I actually mentioned it earlier, but I watched it this morning. I thought it was very interesting. Link it. No, I have not. No. How long is it? Can it's we called watch it? Reasons Why Navi Kicked General. It's only four minutes long, but it's also all subtitled. Because oh, okay. It's, um, so that's fine. You can actually just zip through it really quickly. If you want to show it on stream, you probably could because uh, it's pretty interesting. Didn't they post some sort of a written thing as well? Is this like an addendum to that or is it is it the same uh, thing but different? I'm not sure, but this one's really cool. So I'd recommend just opening this and just playing it with the subtitles at like 2x speed or something. I thought it was uh, pretty cool. Because like you don't really see this very often and it's obvious they felt like there was a lot of public pressure to explain it. Which you don't really see teams bothering to do. But Navi, of course, has always had this sort of like trying to keep the connection with the, the fans because they're such an old org. And a lot of the... They don't really have the biggest wins anymore until very recently. Uh, but now they, uh, like they, they still need to keep that old legacy of like being big fan org, right? Yeah. Yeah, in general, it seems like it was a response to what General put out, where General was talking about like uh, how they made a pact when they were fly to moon, and they said no one's getting kicked before TI, and now he feels like he got betrayed. But then now they put out their statement saying that basically like things weren't going well. It was an mm -hmm. all-time low. They lost thirty-nine to forty scrims. Uh, they well, I'm, and yeah. there was a lot of fighting between Roger and General, and so basically they felt like one of them had to go, and that that's what happened. Well, I I think I'm glad to see teams are realizing cause like Beast Coast has been slaying it in this department with the like behind the scenes stuff and like the players mm -hmm. actually talking and explaining players shit. Players are humans. People have seen like all that content that PPDs made of like going back and talking about past drafts and like humanizing stuff and adding the context and the emotional element. Like all that stuff is amazing and people are hungry for it and we're super underserved with that kind of stuff. And um, I'm glad to see teams like realizing the potential of it because it's just amazing brand building. It's same as I was just arguing. It quells that like fan conspiracy bullshit when you can just clearly explain what happened and mm. people respect it. You know, it gives, I don't know, it, it lets people feel more involved with the process instead of this old school, like you're kicked. And then we're all just like, well, what the fuck happened? Was he a dick? Did he? And then it's like, I don't know. Um, we've been really bad at this kind of PR historically in Dota. So this makes me real happy, dude. I like this a lot. Um, All right. Now it's time. Um, Patch time. Also, real quick, real quick. The one piece okay. of news I wanted to ask your opinion on. Uh, Beast Coast, right? The uh, uh -huh. did, did you see their follow-up statement about Stinger? How he's going to... I think uh, he's going to be fine. I saw his little statement thing out, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, so I wanted to re-echo that, that uh, like this is within that realm where Beast Coast was getting a lot of flack for uh, like basically being accused as an org of not taking the quarantine guidelines seriously, right? Like to participate mm -hmm. in the major, sort of some of the stuff that Kelly said on Twitter. Like, this is what you have to do once you get invited to the major. If you don't do it, it's fucking on you, man. This is what we sacrificed to do this. So a lot of people right. said, well, Beast Coast, 
Where, what were your regulations? Did you actually force your players to quarantine? Did you, you know, What's going on here? Who's to blame? And then they came out with that statement saying very strongly, it was Stinger. Like, we had rules in place. Everyone agreed. He broke the agreement. He ran out to do some shit and got COVID and exposed the rest of us. It's on him. We're adding a sixth player. We're fining him. His future with the team is kind of unknown. We're taking this super seriously. Um, did you think that was like an overstep by the org to, to like, quote, Whoa. throw a player right. under the bus like that? I didn't see that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I so, thought you meant the Stinger. Stinger put a little post taking responsibility. I'll, uh, I, I just, oh, yeah, I'm reading it, it right now. Oh, I just okay. found it. So you can drop it in Twitch chat if you want. I'll pull it up. Without the organization or other players' knowledge, he vol- violated it. Wow. Wow, jeez. So is that is that too much? Uh, no. I don't think so. I mean, it depends on what the attitude is of the rest of the team, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of intense. Holy yeah. Shit. And it, it's a little controversial, but at the same time, I kind of understand why the org might have felt the need to protect themselves. I have a feeling if we like saw their inbox and saw the amount of vitriol they were getting and accusations, it's like, yo, we did everything right from an org perspective. We got to kind of protect ourselves. You know, it's different, I guess, if he had gotten it quote unquote, like accidentally or if something had happened that was maybe more explainable, but the context is like that he snuck out to fly in his girlfriend or something like, like literally just, said, okay, I'll quarantine, and then just lied about what he was doing to break the quarantine. So if that's the case, then you got to kind of own your shit, right? I mean, you made an agreement and you broke it. So I don't feel too sorry for you that they like went in. But this really is going in, man. This is going ham, as one would say. Damn. So, yeah, it, it's some similar... Degree of transparency there, you know. Wow, that that's pretty intense, though. A sixth player, what? Geez, what what happens there? I don't even know. What does that mean? I'm getting kicked, or like what? Like what do you even think when that happens? That I think player. Th- they're definitely flexing that in by like kind of implying like you know, man, you might we're we're trying people out. We got a backup like on call. So if you fuck this up again, you know, yeah, peace. We're not we're not wasting any time. It's intense. And I, I agree that I think it makes the org seem more like an actual company. You know, that this is like something kind of more EG-esque, not just like derpy esports org. You know, this is kind of mm-hmm. like serious shit. You know what else is really serious? What? The, the patch tomorrow. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. It's so- patch day, guys. It's patch day tomorrow. Are we going to get a BTS stream, Dakota? Huh? Uh, oh, can you guys please just stream the empty couches since no one's in the office? Oh, that'd be so funny. It's true. I always think of Patch Day as Free Viewers Day. You wake up at, at 8 a.m., you put on that six-hour countdown timer, and then you just sit there. People go, oh, does he actually know when the patch is dropping? Oh, a countdown timer? It's like, I get why CNN is obsessed with countdown timers. It fucking works on human Holy psychology. Shit. I'm a genius. Dude. All right. I'm going to have a Patch Day stream tomorrow. You should. It's amazing. Uh, I know what I'm doing. So, um, right. tune in tomorrow for a patch day stream, guys. So, but any like predictions or wants or you know, and anything you want to throw out into the void, bud? Because I'm I'm bad at this. I I don't know. I saw TGov right. like I, I want XP changes. Like yes, XP and gold, XP and gold changes. Why? I, T- I don't talk to me go about back. this bandwagon. Okay, 
I don't want to go back to the old days of like super poor position fives, but I also think there's a little bit too much gold still. Like with neutral items, especially, it feels like I'm kind of okay as a support early on. Um, so I'd like it to be just lowered down a little bit. I feel like the item's piling super fast right now. Hmm. I just slow down a little bit, okay? Let us get a chance to actually react and interact with each other's items on the enemy team. Okay, because right now some of that strategy, I'm looking at all these old games lately, right? So it's kind of cool to see what the meta was. That's the meta true. back then was to hide your items because items came so slowly that you had a lot of time to work with this item that you've like built up over the enemy team. You like hide the fact you're going BKB, hide the fact you're going uh, for a, a butterfly, right? Um, so that's, I think that would be kind of cool to slow it down a little bit. Map changes, I think, are the big thing everyone wants, regardless if they change XP or gold or whatever. Just please change the map. Let's mix it up a little bit. Uh, kill the triangle. I don't know. Give me another shape. Give me an octagon or some shit. I don't care. Uh, do something about runes. No more of this one rune, one rune. I'm screwed if I don't get the rune. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I kind of feel like maybe a water rune on the other side, as people have kind of called it. Bottle like refill. Steven mentioned that. Yeah. That all it can do is refill bottle and you can't deny it. That would be my thought process. I dude, I love it. That would if that was now, the fix, I would here's the problem though. Then do position fours just by bottle. And you use it to kill the enemy mids bottle, and we just have the same situation. Well, I'm not saying it's without ripple effects, but then we can calibrate that in some other way. I think it still helps mid fundamentally. I don't know. And maybe it doesn't need to be for the entire game, right? Maybe you have that for the first 10 rune spawns, let's say. Then the water rune fucks mm -hmm. off, and it goes back to you know regular, or the first five, you, whatever it is. Yeah, if you slow down the gold stuff, I know what you're saying, Lutane, but I think you you just weaken towers as well. Um Yes, thank you, Darth, for bringing it up. Lifesteal neutrals, kill them. I hate yeah. them; they're yeah. the worst. Okay, uh, I like. I want to bandwagon on some of those. I I, I like the yeah. lifesteal neutral gone. That's fucking stupid. Fairy trinket. Also, I'm down for that thing to go away a little bit. Um, I like this water ruin idea, and I'm done with the triangle. All three of those, one to one. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Just mix it up. Um, I don't know if we need a second roche or whatever. I'm not oh. sure what the answer is there. Oh no, I, I need one on each side. Do I don't think move so. Roche again? No, I, I think that would be an overcorrection. I, I think we just need yeah, to tweak some like of this Roche. other stuff. I, I think. Um, what about Oposts? They're not my favorite mechanic, but um, I, relative to all the other iterations of this bullshit with shrines and whatnot, I mm -hmm. this is the most okay I've been with it. Does that make sense? So yes, I. I still agree. don't love it, but I don't think it's a hugely like. They're not breaking the game, nor if we remove them, will it fix um, the broader problems that you kind of just described. I, I feel like they're just sort of there. It's cool. It's fine. It gives me something to do a little bit. It's an access point. I do still like having access point potential in the enemy jungle. I think something around there is kind of valuable. Um, yep. So I'm, I don't know if it's... Is it too easy to take back right now? Kind of feels like it is. But it's also so powerful that maybe it should be. It it feels okay to me with from my potato brain. I I don't I don't often have that like fucking outpost the same way I do with uh, the possessed mask. Shrines. To me, it's like not yeah. even in the same same ballpark. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm actually pretty okay with uh, with outposts in their current yeah. state. Um, uh, what's your prediction on the new hero? I think it's a dragon. I think it's going to be a dragon of some sort that will make DK a less dragon. lonely. Yep, 
I think it's going to play into anime. It's going to be some sort of dragony thing, like a dragon that's coming in the next season. That'd be pretty something wild. Something like that. It's either going something like that, or it's going to expand out this. Like you know, we have the like winter wyvern. DK is more of like a traditional dragon. It's going to be something else expanding out this like dragon. That's a pretty crazy guess. Dragon archetype thing. I mean. New heroes are hard to predict, dude. When you've ever predicted Hoodwink, they're going to clone Windranger and make her a chipmunk. Like, if you had predicted that, I would have been like, all right, dog, well, the weed must be good up there in Canada. Woohoo! So, you know, what's your bold hero prediction, dude? I'm going in with the dragons. At least I got one. Uh, mine is Artifact Hero, not Anime Hero. I think okay. Anime Hero will be the next one. I think this is going to be something from Artifact. I'm guessing Rick's. Uh, Sorlacon, maybe? Maybe Sorlacon, but I think Rix and then Vanessa and then maybe Sorlacon are my like tier list. I'd have to, I gotta look up Rix again. I don't remember how do you spell it? R I X X? He's like a wolf dude. His, his logic, like, yeah, he transforms into Fenrir. I think his, uh, his voice ah. lines are kind of pointed to. Okay. Yes, all the voice lines that point to Rix also point to Hoodwink. That is true, but they're not used though, right? So we'll see. No, but Hoodwink still has expansion to go, right? So she might have other, uh, other, like she doesn't have an Ags. Like she might have, I don't know. Yeah, I do want to see Hoodwink Ags. Uh, I want to see Hoodwink in Captain's mode as well. Ah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I I will be shocked if Hoodwink is not added. Um, yep. I I think artifact predictions are are definitely safe. Archie, That's... there's voice lines that relate to a beast that doesn't speak. And they haven't been used for Hoodwink. So that's why people think it, it might be uh, that Fenrir seems, slash Rick's the that seems Unbound Rick's or whatever. Yeah. Stop calling Artifact non-canon. I don't know why you keep saying that, dude. Artifact is clearly... It's still there, dude. It still exists. We got, we got Artifact couriers in the game. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's all interconnected, man. Don't, don't yeah. give the Dota lore too much credit. It's all, it's all one bubble, dude. It's, it's not... <laughs> The artifact will team be... really ran wild with it. I think Thimmerin will be the next one. All right, that's a safe prediction. I don't, I don't have a great counter to that. Yeah. I just like dragons. So, I don't know. Um, that'd be cool. Have you had an itch to, to play DK? Have we... Uh, I, I, I don't think we've no. podcasted since the anime. Uh, did, did you watch it? Did you like it? Did you... Uh, I did watch it. I binged it on, like, the second or third day because I didn't want to get, like, spoiled or anything. But I don't think yeah. you have to worry too much about spoilers. I guess yeah. slight spoilers here if you're listening. We won't, like, go crazy. Um, but I did like it. Um, I thought it was good. I'm not a... I don't watch, like, a bunch of animes or anything. But, like, I have no issues with the genre exceeded expectations uh, i wouldn't recommend it to friends of mine that don't watch dota and don't watch anime i wouldn't be like you Fair. need to watch dragon's blood you know my my current tag on slippy is watch the dota watch dota anime so i'm doing my best guys you know i'm trying to well that's a tangential market players. so they might you know yeah there, there might be overlap there uh favorite episode Ooh, probably the one where uh, Marana is fighting the dragon. That's what I'll say non-spoilery. I thought that there were really cool scenes in that one. Okay, I don't know. It might have been the last one or the second last one. I can't remember. I mine was mine was episode three. I felt like it actually started kind of slow, and we did like a watch party. And by episode two, I kind of had that like, oh my god, this is gonna be a long three hours. I'm really not like giving a shit about these characters. And then yeah. episode three was just way more engaging somehow and all right small spoiler here luna shows up um Dude, luna's hype as fuck luna like she's like a really like 
it's weird she's to say I like the character hell. because yeah, she's like super fucked up, but yeah. the, she's like badass as hell. The way they show like Lucent Beam, I love anything that is like the adaptation of like mystical shit that you see in a game that you take for granted yes. into real life. Like one of the first fantasy books I ever read was the Diablo Legacy of Blood, and one of the coolest things, like what got me into the book, was the side character who was like a female necromancer in training, and she was mm. like just learning how to cast her first spells, and they were trying to describe like the concept of mana and it's basically just like energy you know and it's like every spell cast is like really tiresome and fatiguing and you have like there's like a big recovery attached to it and it's like oh that's like mana regeneration but in real life like that to me is very cool i love that kind of of fantasy one of the points that slacks made in one of those netflix videos too was like you get to see the hero's abilities unbound by game balance yes that's why luna could just be like yes raining down orbital cannons of like god tier yeah that was cool yeah dude and like using lucent beam as like a prison just like trying to run away from me ah gotcha i'm like all right this is like i got chills watching luna fuck with those villagers or whatever i I think terrorblade was (laughs) so badass holy shit yeah Uh, um yeah i I need to rewatch it though the ending was also very good. The last, uh, the last scene especially was like, whoo, damn, yeah, that was good, yeah. Some some good kind of like cliffhangery sort of potential teasers. Um, yeah, I it way exceeded expectations. I I think it. I'm is, glad you liked it because you were not hype. As far as video game adaptations go, I think it was definitely far right on the bell curve. You know, mm-hmm. like it, potential for that to be god awful, and it was way way better than that. It's still not my preferred art style. There were a couple of moments in the dialogue that were a little goofy. Then that first episode where the uh, the the bartender guy says fuck like three times in two seconds, that, that scene will forever stand out to me. It's a fucking dead. It's fucking head. It's right fucking here. Like, wh- who wrote this? Nobody talks like that. What the fuck? But very minor moments. And maybe that was kind of there for the memes. But uh, I loved Marcy. I, like, I loved that scene. Like when her and Marana are firing down the arrows and she's got the telescope and she's doing that little like whistle thing to like tell her where to shoot the arrows. That scene was so fucking adorably cute. I uh that that was my forever Marcy fan moment right there. I was getting like misty vibes from watching Pokemon. Just like, yeah, I'm a Marcy fan. God damn it. Here's another one. Yeah. Yeah, she uh she's really captured the love of everyone, hasn't she? Holy moly. Yeah. There's like so much fan art. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with her. They're going to make her a courier and everyone's going to cry. It's going to be the equivalent of when there's the Smash character reveal and you see the the character you wanted revealed as a me costume. It's like the exact same reaction when Marcy gets added as a courier. It's do gonna you be think vitriol. they could make a Marcy hero or is that just too much? Because there were, I saw a I, lot of polls I, on Twitter of people predicting that like new dude, hero want Marcy? Marcy so bad. And like, I, I'm sure I doubt Valve was planning that, but maybe they see the fandom there and see it as an opportunity do you like is that too humanoid so my setup was what if she was a persona instead i think that maybe we could squeeze her as like an axe persona or something because like she's not what is she going to be as a hero she whistles and she punches hard like they'd have to go pretty deep on the lore in the second season or something but like all she is is well step one you remove telescope from the game and give her that spell there you go telescopes one uh (laughs) Give her some like, a bow and arrow. You got some sort of archer, some rain arrows or some shit. There's two. Some sort of a grappler. That'd be so funny. They just give her Zangief spin from like Street Fighter, where she <laughs> <laughs> the classic grappler spin. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, I don't know. She she would definitely be odd, but uh, you know, uh, Lariat. Yeah, I couldn't remember it. what the term was. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I don't know. That could be kind of cool, actually, if she like could. But then, yeah. oh yeah, someone said toss. Someone said she should be a tiny uh, persona, and I kind of liked it. All right, so take Magnus's shard, make it better, give it to her as a skill, and give Magnus a shard that's actually useful. Give her like uh, that's a common mechanic in other mobas, the like pitchfork thing. You flip them over your head, reposition tool. Just got to calibrate it right so it's not total shit. Huh? Oh wait, she could be a tusk persona. She could just roll at people and carry people as she goes. And then she is tag team. And then it's a giant punch. And then the ice shards would just have to be like a net or something. All right, we're getting somewhere, guys. She's going to be a persona. Would it be too weird to make her a Marana persona? Or is that like too meta? Well, then she'd be like shooting an arrow and stuff. Yeah. Okay, fair. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We got we to think. We got to workshop it. Brewmaster persona and she split into three mercies. That would make everyone happy. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I like that. Now, now you're getting creative. Now, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, you got to workshop it a little bit, but yeah, uh, I'm trying. Yeah, uh, DPC starts in four days, dude. This Monday, opening series. Very exciting. I don't know if we have the schedule yet of what our actual first matchup is for South America. There should be a talent announcement coming soon, but uh, mm -hmm. take some educated guesses. Uh, the first matchup is going to be the wait. Whoa, Trent, we have a change live on this podcast. Live. Oh, no, this is lower division. Never mind. My bad. My bad. So it's a lower division that gets things started. Ego division or ego boys versus the Bino Mistas. That's uh, Benny, Mini, Sexy Fat, Jupiter, and Nawajes. We'll be up against Rises Alone, Drakeel, Tano, and Kara. So the action starts in four days, dude. Can you Can you believe it? Are you ready for the grind, dude? Six more weeks, Mister Double Region, double dipping, sugar on top, getting paid by everybody. Trent packs. Yeah, gotta get that money. Marcy yep. Q. I'll be back. Yeet. I'll be back for NA as well. <laughs> That's exciting. Yep. 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 Uh, schedules are all exactly the same, supposedly. So, I hope you guys like the schedule. I did actually. Uh, for yeah. essay, I mean, parts of it I didn't like that there was so much overlap because you know we're very strict about time in between games, and Europe gives them like an yes. hour between game one and game two for some reason. Mm -hmm. uh, would love to see that cleaned up a little bit, but yeah, you know, I'm not gonna die on that hill. You do what you got to do. I get it. Sponsors are tough. Oh God, I need to like look back historically when patches happen. But uh, yes, I will be doing a patch day stream tomorrow. I've just come up with it now in my head, so we'll see if it happens. Oh, yo, what up, Adrian? Um, Adrian, we beat the StarCraft guys in the crew battle again. Just so you know, Dota, <laughs> Dota reigns supreme. We're 2-0 and since I've been there. I guess they were losing before I showed up, so <sighs> don't worry. Yeah, those Brood War players, they didn't know what was coming, all right? <laughs> yeah, I even SD'd. Um, yeah, I didn't play the second time because we won so hard, but whatever. Anything anything out of the Dota space? How how the pubs? You've been playing with Owen and Shiver? How's the real no, life? No, I, I, uh, I've been streaming old replays and streaming like uh, most days, so I, I haven't really wow. been playing. I don't like to stream my games because I can't actually chat. It's like a totally different experience yeah. to play Dota. Because like when I play Dota, I like to be very invested. I get upset when someone dies and looks at their phone. It's like, dude, you should be like playing Dota. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I struggle you know, with that. That's one of my biggest weaknesses. You know that. So, oh, it definitely is. That's the reason why you've lost 1,000 MMR, buddy. You just got to look know. at the damn game. You'll I know. I know. I'm a, I'm a distracted young man. 
<laughs> yeah, I've been I've been actually enjoying like just outside, man. I I feel like this is for me the quiet before the storm. So I've been enjoying like I got a haircut, got a massage yeah. on Monday morning. You know, I, I got the car oil changed. I'm doing all the the laundry list of stuff so I can camp for the next six weeks and just focus on uh, DPC Dota. Um, I haven't been playing as much Dota. I've been spending a lot of time chatting in Discord, getting sucked into my own community, man. Goddamn Discord. That politics channel's <laughs> popping off, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God. Uh, any other games you're playing, though? Uh, are you still waiting for what's it called, Mr. Fighting Game? Yeah, I'm still waiting for Strive. Uh, yeah. so I can is, the, is the hype hey, I can I can take down the maniac-level computers on... Uh, on Guilty Gear XRD. I've also been playing like people online, nice. but I'm still getting a lot of the fundamentals. But nice. yeah, I can. Uh, my Zedo is really sweet, guys. Oh, uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. Game is insanely good. Oh yeah, you're telling me about that. I still haven't picked it up, but it's it's on my list of potential. Are we gonna play it during DPC? Is that gonna be? Oh, we got a delay. Trent, you want to slay some monsters? Is that? We, uh, yeah. We, we yeah, need a, a green room time killer sometimes. So uh, you know that could be it. It's yeah, been it's, Poe uh, for me in the past, but the Switch is very handy. It's uh, it's ten out of ten. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's super good. Very good Monster Hunter. Very satisfying. Excellent movement. I'm all about movement in video games. Give me choices. Yeah. Give me options. And you have so many in Rise that it's insane. That's why it, it feels better than World to me. Gotcha. Um, World's obviously very good too. But uh, yeah, super enjoying it. So good. Shout out to Logro, one of the political warriors there, turning up in Twitch chat. Um, content recommendation, Trent. Documentaries oh. galore right now. I've been sucking into the do- sucked into the docs. The QAnon. Oh, did it start with C Spears here, whatever. Dude, that one is is pretty good. But uh, QAnon into the storm, the HBO one, a new six parter. Mm-hmm. It just they just dropped the uh, the the end of it a couple days ago on Easter. Dude, really really good. It's well so. It's good because, yes, QAnon is, like, terrifying and interesting, but it's, like, mega, mega current. Like, it's kind of like a three-year look of this whole movement, and there's a lot of 4chan, 8chan, Cicada 3301, like, a lot of internet culture stuff included in it because it's all driven through these, like, shitty message boards. So the the back end and, like, who owns the message boards and, like, how do we Mm -hmm. verify Q is the one making the Q drops – all that shit is fascinating from like a documentary standpoint. And like all good modern documentaries, there's so much fucking footage, so much news coverage of this stuff that when it's properly curated and edited down, it's like a really hard story to follow that's actually easy to digest. Highly recommend. It's it's like a 10 out of 10 documentary from like a documentary standpoint, in my opinion. Um, Interesting. And it, it has a pretty good ending too, um, if you haven't been spoiled. The, Does the it end on is, the riots? No, it it just it ends with like they 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 basically figured out who Q is. I mean, the person denies it, of course, but I think yes. it's a very very strong case based on the evidence laid out. And of course, that's how documentaries are designed. They always have like a point they're trying to, you know, it's a mm-hmm. persuasive essay, if you will. But um, it doesn't just leave you hanging with like, and then it ended. It and it has an actual ending of just like, all right, this is kind of my smoking gun. To believe it or don't, but this is where we're at, and I. Uh, I don't know. I, six hours. It's a six-parter, so you can you know watch it in chunks and whatnot. Very much recommend on HBO Max. It's. I, I also just think HBO does good documentaries, right? They've done a lot of good ones in the past. It's. Uh, it reminded me of the Scientology one a little bit, which was also I, uh, very good. Ten out of ten, going clear. I know we're not anime guys, but from what I understand, a seven. So all right, right now, if you're an Attack on Titan person who hasn't watched or whatever, leave now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for watching and listening. 
But if you're like, oh, I don't want to be spoiled, then just leave. I'm not going to try and spoil anything, but someone in the chat probably will. So that's why I'm just warning you. From what I understand, a seven-year-long anime has come to an end, Attack on Titan, uh, and the responses have not been great. Well, like the ending was shit, basically? Yes. Basically, some even compare it to Game of Thrones. Whoa. And All many right. people Whoa. are just in denial, apparently, about it. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, the manga's over? Yes, the, the manga's over. Sorry, the anime... Sorry, I get the terms confused. I see. The, uh, well, the books the come anime, first, right? uh, It's like Game of Thrones, same thing. It's like they finished the books and they haven't done the show yet. Yeah. That sort of deal. Uh, it's getting reamed. Wow. It's getting, like absolutely crushed all i noticed was a leffin tweet and the responses were so 10 out of 10 people were so mad <laughs> i know it's popular i i remember way back when i was living at the bts house uh i asked ld about like if there's any anime that's easy to get into and he actually recommended attack on titan and said it's one of i think one of his favorites and uh, i think that and full metal alchemist were the two that he recommended to me is like easy to get into if you're not an anime fan and both like very very good and absolutely yes. worth watching. I've only ever heard very very good things about the anime. I've heard yeah. it's fucking incredible. So, and, and it it was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. Oh yeah, Fullmetal Alchemist is the other big one that everyone always recommends too, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um uh, I was actually watching rewatching a little bit of Dragon Ball Z. It's really slow, but it's fun if you can click through it. Like the digital versions, you know, it's like I can watch an episode in five minutes. I'm like, I get it. Goku's running down Snake Way. Got it. Next episode. I'm, I'm like power watching Dragon Ball Z. It's fucking awesome, dude. Right? Really? Right now? A little bit. Yeah, the first season. I haven't been that oh, diligent about hype. it. But I, I, when I want to watch it, I can't watch it in real time. I just cl I click through them. <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Demers was just tweeting about how he's starting... Uh... Uh, Deep Space Nine. So I was kind of gushing oh, to him on Discord dude. a little bit. I want to rewatch it. And every and time I do, I feel like, oh, I'm not giving this the attention it deserves. And I, I shelf it again. But it really, I think it's just better next generation. As someone who said yeah. for a decade, the next generation is my favorite TV show, hands down, no competition. I think DS9 takes all the best things of next generation yeah. and just does it better with more, with better it writing. It can't exist without stories. it. It can't exist yes. without TNG. Yes. 100%. But goddamn, but, Cisco. <gasps> it's just the the storylines of ds9 that are like the season arcs are just way better it has just way better tv writing the religious stuff is 10 out of 10 it's one of the best oh, portrayals so of of religion in any science fiction i think i've ever seen it's really yeah. really well done they hired a lot of really good writers for that <clears throat> odo is like one of the coolest characters i love how star trek makes these godlike characters so fucking cool they did it in tng with q they did it in ds9 with odo they did it in future ones with other people, but like both those yeah. characters were so badass. And if you just explained the archetype of those characters to me, I would say there's high risk for this character to be dumb as fuck. Oh, Q can just change the gravitational constant of the universe. Cool. <laughs> you know, like you have potential for Q to be the equivalent of the time Turner and Harry Potter, but instead they made him one of the most badass characters like ever, you know? And yeah. that's, that's hard to do. That's really cool. That's part of what makes Star Trek so good. All right, good. get me out of here. All it's right. 3.10. Yeah, let's do it. All right, gang. Patch well, day tomorrow. Woo! Yeah, probably going to stream it up. You guys know where to find it. Uh, enjoy your last season or weekend off before the DPC season starts. YouTube, iTunes, all that bullshit. You know where to find us. We'll see you next time, gang. Hasta luego. Whoa, wrong one. <laughs>